Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. If you're a regular listener, then you might have noticed that we didn't do an episode last Friday. I did put one out on Monday, though, so be sure to check that out, episode 149. But by the time it got to Wednesday, I had this intense migraine. I'm going to call it a migraine because it was just with me constantly for almost three days. And I think the only reason that I feel better now is because I stopped working. I just stopped doing everything. There was no way I could get into the planning and research stage of what it takes to put a podcast out. So yeah, I just sat on my couch, took all the paracetamol, drank all the drinks, green juices, Barocca, coffee. Obviously, I just couldn't resist that. Although I have heard that it's linked to migraines, I'm going to deal with that another time. But what it allowed me to do, that kind of not being so well, it allowed me to sit on the couch and watch the Savage X Fenty show twice, which I think in hindsight was actually a really good idea. I feel like the first time you watch something, it's often the shock of something new. And the second time it's kind of like, okay, what did I really like about this? I'd always planned on this episode being a review of the Volume 4 show and I've definitely had time to think and process and I'm definitely going to share my thoughts on the show as a whole as well as share some of my favourite looks. Just a little bit of background for context, the last episode was all about the Savage X Fenty show. It was about how the first three shows looked and have developed and I shared my favourite looks from each show But more importantly, I've used it as an episode to really break down why I believe Savage X Fenty, the show itself, and Rihanna are really important to how we look at ourselves. I feel that they do way more for diversity than any other brand. I always feel that Rihanna's never used diversity just to sell products. She gets that we all want to be seen whether that's makeup, whether it's lingerie. Obviously, she makes money from it, but I feel that she genuinely cares about people being seen. And I still feel that body positivity, although it sounds lovely and it's a great hashtag and it does make some people feel great, I don't believe that it's been fully taken on. I really think that it's still just seen as a trend. When I speak about diversity, I'm not just talking about color. I'm literally talking about different shapes and sizes, flawless skin, flawed skin, just every every kind of person. I think beauty and especially fashion still has a really long way to go. So episode 149, that was all about the previous Savage Fenty show. So if you want to know a little bit more about my thinking about why it's so important, check that out. But for now, this episode is all about volume four, what I liked, what I loved, how some of the looks were created and just my thoughts in general. So let's talk about the vibe of the show. First of all, from the outset, it's very surreal. It's very animated, lots of animation at times inspired by Greek mythology. It's definitely very produced. I will say volume four. It's highly intensely edited, very different to the first three shows. I was trying to put my finger on it and I was, I actually revisited the other shows. And for me, those three, there is more of a flow and it's like a natural flow that you as a viewer can go along with. 
volume four felt to me very produced. It was, you know, and I know that for Rihanna and the team, it was that was the goal to produce this epic show. But for me, it was just even on the second watching, I was like, no, it's definitely not grabbing me the same way that the others have. But that's not to say the colors, the imagery and the makeup, of course, didn't grab me. But back to that animation, how the show started. As a Pisces, just like Rihanna, I personally loved the animated water vibes. I thought it was really beautiful. I loved the colors, lots of purples and blues. Water is known for, you know, it's something that can be calm and tranquil at one point and then also very powerful and strong and intimidating. I also read that the animated version of Rihanna that we see was created in the image of Hecat. I think that's how you pronounce the name, H-E-C-A-T-E, correct me if I'm wrong, who was the goddess of magic spells and witchcraft, often associated with the moon and creatures of the night, which is definitely the vibe you will get from volume four, Savage X Fenty, creatures of the night. There was this real creature-like aspect of some of the dance moves often the dancers would be writhing or crawling or sliding and at one point they're carrying each other on their shoulders kind of like a human backpack that kind of sounds more gross than it is but if you check out the Rick Owens show from his spring summer 2016 catwalk show you will know exactly what I mean the models carry each other like backpacks in that show it was seen as being really bizarre at the time, but clearly it's had an effect on Rihanna and her choreographer Paris Goebel because, yeah, just Google Rick Owens spring summer 2016 backpack and you'll know what I mean. When it came to the colours of the set, just like the animation and just like I predicted in the last show, it was very purple, very moody, very smoky, very kind of like just midnight yeah, midnight tones. Like I'm just thinking I've got thrown off track there because I said midnight and it made me think of the Taylor Swift album. And on there she talks about, you know, lavender and maroon. So yeah, it's kind of like these deep, dark midnight tones. And Rihanna's long-term makeup artist and Fenty Beauty global makeup artist Priscilla Ono said that when it came to the makeup, it was all about showing that magical surrealism. This is what she said in a press release. We wanted that sentiment and aesthetic to transcend into the makeup. So you'll see a lot of iridescence and ethereal color splashes on lids and lips and of course, soft, radiant skin. I think Priscilla, alongside fellow Fenty Beauty global makeup artist Hector Espinel and the rest of the team, of course, I really think they nailed the brief when it comes to those color splashes and really radiant skin. Here are some of my personal favorite kind of main beauty moments from the show. My first main beauty moment is metallic. Right from the beginning, we see it on Rihanna herself. She's wearing these big frizzed out hair extensions. It really gave me um, Shaka Khan. Definitely just big, beautiful hair. Never really seen Rihanna like that before. I think it really just suited her and, you know, she's a lot more curvy right now, post-baby. So the hair just, it just really, really, really worked. But what I really noticed even more so was this intense, vibrant gold eyeshadow. I feel like 
November, December, we always see these metallic eyeshadows, but this was just really full on. And what was different about it was that it was teamed with metallic gold on her lips as well. It's really impactful. And Priscilla Ono, who actually did Rihanna's makeup for the show, said that she used She's a CEO lipstick as a base. It's a creamy matte brown, so it kind of suits everybody. And on top of that, she used Fenty Beauty's best-selling Kilowatt Freestyle Highlighter in Trophy Wife, which is a very, if you haven't seen it, it's a really intense, very yellow gold. I remember when it first came out, everybody wanted it. But to me, I think I swatched on my hand and I was thinking highlighter, you know, cheeks. And I was just like, no, it's way too yellow. I didn't click that. I could use it on the lips and it actually looks really good. I think we're going to see this a lot. People, instead of applying gloss, perhaps just putting metallic eyeshadows to finish their lips off through like the festive period. But obviously, if you put gloss on top, it could look even more metallic. But for the show, it was way more about matte metallics on the lips. There's a similar metallic lip look on my favorite curve model, Precious Lee. It's gold again, but it's it's so strange. It could be the lighting, but to me, it looks like it's almost got a khaki tone to it, like a greenish tone. And again, she's wearing it with these really gorgeous frizzed out curls, which were by Jawara, who is an amazing hairstylist. I need to get him on the show for volume four. I think it, it seems from what I can see from the credits that he was lead on hair, which is interesting because on all the other shows, it's always been Yusuf Williams. I've seen that he's still working with the Fenty brand when it comes to the sportswear line. And in this show, actually, is the first time we get to see the sportswear. So I'm guessing Rihanna is really focused on growing the brand even more. So perhaps Yusuf Williams has moved to different projects. Um, I think Rihanna is definitely going to be coming for the likes of Gymshark and Alpha Leets, as well as the mainstays like Nike and Adidas when it comes to what we're wearing when we work out. While the opening of the show continued with lots of purples, pinks and blues in the background, whatever color the makeup happened to be, again, it, it stuck with the metallic finish. But at the very least, there was a really subtle shimmer. A favorite of mine was Alva Claire's makeup by lead makeup artist Melissa Herkman. It was a really subtle take on shimmer, kind of like a nude silvery shimmer on the eyes. I tried to look right in there. I think there was a little bit of a darker shade in the crease, very little mascara. And it was all about this pop of electric blue eyeliner, which went from right in the inner corner all the way out into like a really lifted wing effect. The lips were really matte and a pinkish nude and defined with a darker brown lip liner, which if you're into your makeup, you will know that is that's a look that's very right now. Nude lips, dark liner. It's also very me. And I think I'm going to try and recreate the blue eyeliner look. So maybe stay tuned to my Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast. Maybe I will share it there. But I really like that look. For me, the second main beauty moment has to be the bleach brows. If you're on TikTok or remotely into beauty, you will have seen that bleach brows have been having a moment for at least a year now. I think we started playing with removing our brows easily during lockdown. 
I think we were all at home. It was kind of this, how can we take things further with our looks? Like we're stuck at home. We're doing all these amazing makeup looks, but we're not going anywhere. What can we do? So we started blocking out our brows with glue and concealer. And then we were fake bleaching them with concealer. And then for the braver ones, we were bleaching them at home. And some of us were tweezing them into 90s arches. And of course, more recently, it girl and model Amelia Gray shaved her eyebrows off altogether. So it's clear we're no longer attached to our brows. We really do see them as something we can play with as much as changing a lipstick color. Like they're there for us to do what we want with. I think we're almost moving away from that whole brows frame the face. So it's important to look at the shape. Instead, we're kind of like, we don't actually need them. And when they're gone, it kind of lifts the face in a very different way, can kind of give this alien-like beauty. What did interest me is that a signature look of the one of the regular Savage X Fenty models, Cara Delevingne, her look has been her eyebrows, like these very thick, luscious brows. She was the one we would see on the catwalks with these really thick brows. They were always really glossy it was that look, you know, the very thick brow. And I don't think she would ever shave them off, but it looks like she got the fake bleach treatment for the Savage show. Again, I don't think she would have bleached them. And I've looked at images of her since the show and she's back to like her really bold, beautiful, dark brows. So I'm guessing they kind of faked the bleached look and it it made her look so different because yeah, her brows are so impactful and they really are her signature. We also saw the bleached eyebrow look on actress Taraji P. Henson, but for me, they didn't suit Taraji as much. I don't know why, but even saying that, it really doesn't matter because when it came to Taraji's look, it was all about her hair. Taraji was like this queen that led this whole line of women. There was so many braids, which takes me to yeah my third beauty moment for the show braids or braids everywhere and I mentioned that Jawara led the hair team but when it came to Taraji's braids specifically they were so intricate they were done by Tim Wallace that's Tim T-Y-M it was just a parade of stunning stunning hair the models were tethered to each other it kind of it kind of gave me this whole vibe of the strength was in their hair and the strength was in their numbers. They were attached to each other by their hair. It's definitely something you need to see. I would absolutely say the the hair train, let's call the braid train in Savage 4, that is your, that's the key moment. Oh, well, aside from the Taylor Page moment, which I'll get into in a minute, but the braided train Absolutely a key beauty moment from the Savage Fenty 4 show. Definitely got to see it to really get what I'm talking about. It was very beautiful. So I mentioned Taylor Page just there. If you don't know who Taylor is, she's actually an actress. She's been in, most recently I saw her in the film Zola. She played the lead in that. She also appears on Kendrick Lamar's album, on his song, We Cry Together. And if you want to go listen to that, go ahead, but just don't listen to it without headphones because it's full of 
swearing like constantly it's her it's taylor page arguing with her supposed boyfriend who is kendrick lamar for the purpose of the song they are just arguing with each other it's very intense she gives a very intense performance on that song and she brings that same energy to the savage x fenty show she basically has a monologue that starts with her saying you know she is the baddest bitch and it ends with her saying she's a savage you should know better and it's I think that is that's probably my final epic beauty moment from the show because while she's delivering these words and you know making constant eye contact with the viewer she also looks amazing she's got definitely kind of a 90s vibe going on when it comes to her lips and her eyes but I couldn't help also thinking of a perhaps 60s vibe as well because she's wearing I'm just going to pull the picture up again so I can really give you a proper description Taylor shared it on her Instagram it's Taylor spelled T-A-Y-L-O-U-R by the way Taylor Page and so yeah her eyes were just from a distance, it really gave me 60s because it's almost like a pastel blue from the, the from the lid to the brow. It's very, you can see it a mile off. It's very pastel and pale. The 90s vibe comes in when it comes to her lips. They're brown, they're glossy with some like natural pink in the middle. But when you see the makeup look up close, you will see the eyelids are dusted. It's like this really powdery, icy, pale blue completely dusted from the inner corner right up to the outer brow bone and then at the edges there's a really soft brown taking it into a, a just a very soft wing a tiny wing a little bit of black blended into that the face is very very soft matte and what I think takes this into even more of the realm of a 90s look is actually a hairstyle it's extremely slicked back. It's a middle parting, super slick and straight. So even though she has that braided element that kind of brings all the models together, it's like these braided loops. The front for me is very much a 90s look from her face to her hair. I'll definitely share an image of this close up on my Instagram stories once the episode airs. My favorite, favorite look from the show it has to be Taylor Pages. She's wearing black. Even the outfit that she's wearing, the top of it is kind of 90s as well. So definitely check it out. While I wouldn't say it was one of my favorite looks, I would give an honorable mention to there's a very yellow look nearer towards the end of the show. Most of the models are wearing yellow and on their eyes, it's like they've been painted or kind of dusted with an intense yellow pigment. It looks it looks beautiful, but for me, it's just, I guess the looks I've shared with you so far are ones that I can see myself wearing. Maybe that's selfish, but I also think as listeners that are into makeup, you will probably find the previous looks I've mentioned more wearable. Whereas this yellow one, it, it literally is a stripe. It's like almost like war paint, actually, which kind of brings us back all the way to the beginning movements that the dancers were making. I know that some online magazines have referred to tribal dancing and the Daily Mail talked about some kind of ritualistic stuff, which made me laugh because there's a reason why we call it the Daily Fail over here in the UK. But anyway, 
I feel my favorites were absolutely Taylor Page and that metallic theme that really seemed to run through much of the show. Thanks so much for listening. Do please stay in touch on Twitter or Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast. There's also the newsletter over at beautymenotes.substack.com. And you can also email me, beautymepodcast at gmail.com. Don't hesitate to get in touch if you've got an idea of what you'd like to hear more of on the show and tag me when you're listening on social. If you've enjoyed this episode, it would be amazing if you could follow, subscribe and leave a review. I'll see you next time.